0: Hello everyone, John Thornett here again from Peak Strategies and another episode of our Speaking Pharmacy podcast. I hope you're all enjoying them all. Um, you may hear a little squeak every now and then. That's me shuffling around this little squeaky seat that I've got here, but that's all right. I'm sure you're not going to complain. So how are you doing? Hope everything's going well in your world. We've had um, it's been a rather interesting year and the the, the amongst the Peak family, have got all sorts of things going on, but um, it's a yeah, rather busy phase we're going through at the moment leading up to uh, the, the compliance uh, tax uh, deadlines and uh, it's all happening. It's all very good. It's all very interesting. Lots of wonderful things happening. So uh, thank you for joining another episode of this podcast and I hope you're enjoying them. Uh, give us some feedback too. I'd love to hear what you think of the, the podcast and um, I hope you're getting something out of them, which is, which is really, really good. Okay. So today our topic today that we're talking about now for most pharmacies pharmacists the employees their first entry point into ownership is partnership okay for most people the first time they get into ownership is they get invited to be a partner and to buy in as a partner in the pharmacy they're working in and that's the 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 first entry point uh, for most young pharmacists, is their first foray into pharmacy ownership and, and that's, that's, a, that's a common thing. So today is a little, few little pointers, a few little, little, little tidbits, a few little things for you guys just to help you through. If you're going through this phase or if you've got uh, 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 coming up where you're, there's, you're going to be uh, introduced into the world of partnerships, and buying into the pharmacy in which you're which you're working in as a few little things few little bits of advice for you along the way so first things first this is a couple of points for you now one of the, the most important things here is get your own advisors okay so your the current owners your current boss Okay. They're going to have their own accountants, they're going to have their own lawyers, they're going to have their own bank managers and financial planners and insurance agents and all sorts of things like that, which is all well and good, but you need your own accountant, you need your own lawyer, you need your own team of advisors around you and these are the ones who are going to be helping you and advising you. Don't use the same accountant and don't use the same lawyer because you want your own independent advice and you want, you want your advisors to be helping you, okay. And when you're using, sometimes, um, like same lawyer, I mean, lawyers will refuse to take it on anyway. But you want to make sure that the advice you're getting is what's in your best interests, um, and not what's in other people's best interests. So that's the most important thing. Get your own independent advisors and help your way through it. Now, before you do anything with this, there's some very, very important people you need to speak to, okay, and that is your family. That is your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, significant others, whatever it may be. Um, Go speak to them first, okay? Because they've got to understand what this means. This is a fairly big commitment that you're about to make. And look, a big commitment in a lot of ways. It's going to involve long hours, okay? It's going to involve your world. Changing quite a bit. Okay, you think of your your world as an employee. You may do your eight to six day, for example, and you go home. You get to have dinner. You get to play around. Um, you get to go out. You got the weekends for free. You get to muck around. It's all very good. You got time for for sporting and for you know, restaurants and stuff and holidays. It's all good fun. fun. Ownership's different. Ownership really is a Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week thing. Okay, I guarantee you, would be awake at three in the morning worrying about something. So it's got a commitment there. Okay, there's always stuff to do. It's not an eight to six day. It is. It becomes part of your lifestyle. Okay, so and with that, with ownership comes the worry and comes the stress. Okay, it's a big part of it, unfortunately, but it is a big part of. Ownership in any business is the worry and, and the stress and the long hours and the commitments. Uh, that's a that's a really big part of it all. Okay, so you need to get support from your loved ones and support for when you're wired up, someone you can go home and talk to, or um, them un- so they can understand why you're doing long hours and why you're working at night time and why it's 10 o'clock at night and you might be paying the bills or um, you might be responding to suppliers or something like that or you know Monday morning you think you've got a day off but then your pharmacist is called in sick and you got to go in. Yeah these are all the things so support from your family is very very important and particularly if you've got children you know it's going to involve um, who looks after the kids and the schools the drop-offs the pickups, and all your family commitments and everything like that when you're doing the long hours. So understand what that means, and getting your support from your family is, is, is massively important, massively important at this stage. And also understanding the financial commitment you're about to go under as well. So you're about to have a lot of debt, okay? You're about to buy an asset and make some income, but there's a lot of debt there as well. So what implications is this gonna have on your own cash flows? What implications is it gonna have on your lifestyles, uh, on your your support structures, your commitment to your family as well as the commitment to your business? Go through all of these and have these discussions uh, amongst your close ones, amongst your loved ones, amongst your family, just to really understand what it means, okay? And what the implications are. Next thing. Also understand the emotion of it all as well. Um, This is a fairly exciting time. Yeah, when you're buying in the first time, it's a really exciting phase and there's the excitement and the the dreams of growing a business and have an income stream and assets, think we're gonna be wealthy and everything like that. Um, Be careful not to let that emotion override proper decision making. Okay. I've seen it happen far too many times in the past where people become really excited about an opportunity and sometimes these guys have been waiting for quite a while for the first ownership opportunity and sometimes that excitement clouds their judgment and it clouds their view meaning that they're so excited about it that they often don't see or they dismiss the problem's and the negative aspects, because nothing's ever perfect, is it, in the world. So whenever you're buying a pharmacy, there's good parts to it, there's bad parts, and there's risks to everything that you're doing, okay? So sometimes what happens is the risks quite often get downplayed, and have a um, they're weighted down because they don't consider them as important, because the emotion and the happiness and excitement of becoming a business owner Becomes too important, only for later on for that mistake to come to roost, and they didn't realise how hard it was. hard it was. They realised they paid too much for it, or they didn't really understand the obligations, or they didn't understand the financial commitments, or they realise several years later they just paid too much for it, and they've done their money, and the business has gone backwards. Or um, quite often they think that they can buy this uh, uh, buy into a business and think it's just going to grow. It doesn't necessarily work like that everyone. Um, quite often you know pharmacies do go backwards um, people lose money that is the reality of it um, I from from doing valuations and we, we do plenty of valuations for, for banks for pharmacies a lot of them do go backwards. Um, it wouldn't be unusual for me to do a valuation of a pharmacy two, three years ago worth $3 million and for that to be worth half now. Uh, that's that's not unusual. Um, and for people to buy in at a certain amount, um, I only find it, it's worth a lot less. And the script numbers have dropped and the customer numbers drop. That's the unfortunate reality of business. There's no set rule that it's going to grow. Um, sometimes these things go backwards. So, Make sure that you listen to the advice you're getting from family members, from mentors, from other people that you know, from your accountants, um, lawyers, everyone like that, that you get your own independent advice and you, you get yourself surrounded by people who are looking after you. And if they're showing and expressing some negative aspects towards it, listen to them. Listen to what they have to say. And if they're saying, be careful of how much you're paying and you're paying too much for premium, there might be a good reason why they're saying certain things. Importantly, be objective about it, okay? Be careful that you give everything proper consideration, okay? And that you look at the, the positive aspects, but as well as the negative aspects as well. And make sure you give everything the right amount of considerations. But above all, above all, be prepared to walk away. Okay? You've got to walk away. At some stage you've got to know at what point is it too much, at what point is the terms and conditions too risky. What are your points? Like everyone says when you go into an auction for a house, what's your limit? What's the limit at which beyond that you're not you're not you're not paying any more for it? Going into these going into these negotiations, you've got to be prepared to walk away. You don't want to feel as though you're forced into a scenario. No one's forcing you to pay this amount or to buy in this business. There's plenty of other opportunities around the place. So be prepared to walk away. Another thing, understand what it means to be a business owner. Okay, There is a different level of psychology and commitment and emotional intelligence needed from being an employee to being an employer. This is not saying one's better than the other. They're just different. It's a different level of thinking, okay? This is all about you running a business. This is all about you growing a business, okay? And sometimes you gotta be a friend, but sometimes you gotta be a business owner, and sometimes the two aren't the same. But understand what it means to be a business owner, to take on risks, to get things done, and to make a profit, and to look after your cash flow. Most of you probably need been involved in the financial aspects of what a business is, um, of running a business, of cash flow considerations and profitability and, and working capital of stock and debtors and creditors and GST and and all this debt that you've got and bank obligations. Um, and even just the, the, not the simplicity, but even the basics of, Understanding your uh, financial trading performance, most of you have probably never been involved in stuff like that before. So there's a a lot of education coming up of understanding the financial components of the business, as well as what it means to to lead a team, understand what it means to uh, discipline certain employees what it means to have a vision, to have a goal, to drive a business towards something and to bring your employees with you on that journey. Um, is a different level of psychology there. So understand what it means to be a business owner because you've never been exposed to it before and it's a fun journey, but it comes with its problems as well, but it's a different level of psychology there. Okay, so a couple of other things along the way. Now we get into the little bit more of the, the, the technicalities of it, a little bit more of the fun stuff. Okay. Now, you're about to buy in as a partner. Okay. Now, if you own the business outright, which for most people, their first entry into business, they don't own the business outright. Okay. They're, you're in there as a partner. So think about the decision-making process. Okay. Most partners are coming in at 20, 25, one-third, 40%, 50% maybe interest in the business, okay? Think of what's your ability to make change, okay? What's your ability to make change in this business? Because you don't necessarily have voting power. You don't necessarily technically have have an ability to um, enforce something or to make something happen if your other partner doesn't agree to it. So what's your ability to make change? What's the decision-making process? If it's just you and one other person, okay, well, there's two people who need to decide on an issue. What if you're one of four people? To make a decision, therefore, becomes that much harder. So experience from others. The more partners, the greater it is, or the the greater the problems and the, the less of an ability you have to get a decision made and to make change because everyone's got opinions. And um, sometimes you'll find that you, know, you have more, um, more discussion on the colour of the stationery and what colour pens to buy than actual radical change and the more important things of direction and marketing strategies and everything like that. So think about your ability to make change and the decision-making process, okay? Also, you're about to be a contestant on Married at First Sight, okay? Just without the TV cameras and everything like that. Now I'm sitting here in front of uh, the wonderful Sarah Arthur who is who's laughing at me because she likes watching that program and I can't stand it. But she's laughing at me here. Um, so you're about to become a contestant on, Mar- on Married at First Sight which means you're about to get married with someone and you've never really had a courtship. I mean, courtship in a business sense, but you you're not I mean there. Um, so you haven't really had a courtship, okay? What does it mean to become married to someone in a business sense? Okay. Because you're about to become partners, not relationship-wise in a business sense. So let's let's get the discussion back on track. So you're about to become partners. You're about to become business partners, which means if you want to get out, it's not that easy. You can't just resign and four weeks later, you're out. Or two weeks later, you're out. You go find another job. It doesn't work that way. You've got a, a long-term commitment to each other. So can you work with this person? Can you become a partner with this person? Can you two work really well together? Do your thoughts align? Do your, does your vision of what the what the business can become, does that align? How do your, 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 your skill sets work together? Do, do you complement each other? Okay, you have strengths, weaknesses, just like your partner has strengths and weaknesses. Do your strengths complement his weaknesses or her weaknesses and vice versa? Can you work together, okay? That's not an easy thing to work out, okay? And sometimes you really don't know someone properly. But to become a business partner and in a partnership with someone, it's a, it's a long-term commitment there. And you've got to be able to work well together, okay? yes. Some partnerships work really, really well. It's like a marriage, really, isn't it? Because when it works, it's beautiful. And there are some great partnerships who do some extraordinary things. Their vision is aligned. Their goals, their objective is aligned. They complement each other. They know what each other's roles are. They trust each other, and they just get on. And some partnerships are just magnificent things, yet we know the war stories as well, don't we? and some just turn to complete crap, okay? But it's like a marital divorce. It can sometimes get really bad and the lawyers get involved and it gets emotional and it involves lots of money and it's very consuming and the business is the one that is often the victim of it all, okay? So it's a big commitment. So understand what that means. Can you really work with that person? And also, think about, have a look at the process of you buying in. How hard are they making it for you? Okay, are they being flexible? Do they really understand um, things from your side? Okay, um, yeah. You know, think if it, if they're making it really hard to get in, can you imagine how hard it is when you're trying to get out as well. Okay, so just think, go through, when you go through the process. Just think, is this someone someone I really want to be in business with, what happens if I do want to get out? If they're making it difficult for me to get in, it's going to be even worse when you try to get out or when they're trying to get out, okay? Uh, so have a think about that. Also have a think about, and this is very, very important, I try not to play the negative here, but sometimes it's important that we understand what happens if it really turns to shit. Pardon the French. What happens if it really turns bad? What does that mean? What does that mean? Can you work with that person? Is this a person you're going to be able to work with to overcome this problem, okay? Or to overcome a dispute you're having in your business relationship, okay? Now um, in case you don't know. Us at Peak Strategies here, uh, we work with the Pharmacy Guild and we have this Future Pharmacy Program that we did. Now about a month ago, a little bit about a month ago, uh, Tom Maher and I, Tom Maher from Balfour Maher Lawyer, brilliant guy, brilliant speaker, um, awesome bloke. And we did a webinar together, which is all about partnership agreements, okay. So if you're a Guild member, hop on their website, go to the Future Pharmacy Program site and have a listen to the webinar we did on partnership agreements, okay? Uh, You do not, do not, do not go into a partnership without a partnership agreement, okay? One day it will save your soul, okay? Now I can spend the next three hours talking about partnership agreements and still not do it justice, but go to that, go to the the Future Pharmacy Program site with the Pharmacy Guild of WA. Have a listen to that um, webinar that I did with Tom Marr have a listen to it, some great stuff there. You got questions, come back to myself or come back to Tom and we'd love to be able to help you out there. Partnership agreement also works with a succession agreement. Succession agreement covers those types of things of that in regards to the succession of the business, okay? And what happens in those, those regards. So what happens if someone um, is mentally or physically injured? physically incapacitated what if someone is um, uh, unfortunately dies unexpectedly or um, is convicted of a criminal offence in certain instances what happens is someone is to buy out someone else how's it to be funded that's what a succession agreement covers okay and we'll probably cover this Tom and I will probably cover succession agreements um, either in a future podcast future podcast or we might do another one uh, another webinar with a with a future pharmacy program. We'll do something to cover it up because there's a lot there we need to get through. But if you're going into partnership you need a partnership agreement, you need a succession agreement, make sure you've got both and make sure both are in play before you start your partnership. It's too late afterwards because then you've already sold your soul to the devil. So you've make sure you've got them in play. Also understand what partnership means. A partnership means two people or more people come together who are jointly owning and running a business. From a liability perspective, you have this concept of joint and several liability, which means you as a partner are also responsible for the debts. You're also responsible for any debts that your partner has incurred, okay? So you're jointly responsible for all the debts of the business, but you're also responsible for any debts incurred by your partner in relation to the business as well. Joint and several liability. Be aware of that, okay? It's an important consideration there. So there's a there, there's a fair bit there. Um, the important thing to get into is, or the important thing you need to consider is, get your advice early, okay? If, if you're thinking about getting into partnership uh, with someone um go find your own accountant okay come come speak to us and we'll get you in touch with the the right lawyers as well to have on your side get your advice first on what it means from a funding from a debt perspective how to set up your legal structures to own your interest what does it mean from a business perspective from a valuation perspective what you're paying is it a discount to its market value, or is it a premium on its market value? Are you paying too much or not enough? Um, yeah, there are important things to know up front. Uh, how does it mean from a cash flow perspective? So you're about to buy this asset with an income stream, but then you got debt repayments and you got tax as well. Uh, what's the cash flow implications? You need to know that early as well. Okay, And also go through the particular quirks of the business you're buying into and what's happening around it and the lease commitments and the business performance and really understand that and these are the types of things you want to get into early and when you come to us as accountants and you come speak to us early about it all because there's a lot to go through and the more we can help you out early the more informed you are the greater the ability for you to make a good decision okay Don't get too emotional about it. I know it's an exciting time, but it's also a very nervous time. Don't get too excited about it. Make sure you bring your emotions down. Make sure you think objectively and you give proper weight to the risks and and proper weight to the things that are likely to go wrong as well. So there's a lot to go through. I hope there's some good advice there for you guys, for the young ones who are about to become partners for the first time. You've got some opportunities coming up. There's a lot to go through. Um, We covered some aspects here. There's still a lot to go through, but thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, You got any questions by all means, let me know at Peak Strategies. Um, You can hop on our website, peakstrategies.com.au. You can get in touch with me there. um, Or if you have a look at our Facebook and Instagram site, which the wonderful Sarah here looks after. She does a brilliant job. Um, Get in contact with us. Uh, We've got a lot of blogs on our websites as well in some uh, previous podcasts. So if you're if you're thinking about it and just want to have a look at some content, go have a read of some of our our blogs as well. Cause there's a lot of blogs that I've written a lot. A hell of a lot. Um and uh, so, go back and have a look at some of those blogs, and, and sign up to um, uh, sign up to our, our database, and make sure you're getting uh, future future blogs as well. And um, yeah, nice talking with you. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time for another episode of the Speak Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye bye.